0: Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today we're going to be doing a deeper dive on the He Gets Us campaign. We're going to be exposing it even further than we did the last time that we talked about He Gets Us. So part of that last time that we talked about He Gets Us was the first, initially reporting that $100 million has been spent on this campaign. And that was last March we reported that. If you have watched any sort of sporting event in the last month and a half, and believe me, there have been some major ones. He gets us is running ads during everything. And a lot of money is being sunk into this. I've seen figures as high as a billion dollars. And this is all to present a very wishy-washy uh, focus group tested Jesus that's not really compatible with the real Jesus we see in the Bible. So... That's why we got to really report about this. It is a nefarious agenda, and there are some pretty nefarious players involved. And we're going to do a deeper dive and shine a light on that. But first, don't forget to like the video. Also, subscribe to the channel. Those really help with the magical YouTube algorithms. And we have a free newsletter at evangelicaldarkweb.org, and that gives you emails in your inbox that help bypass big tech censorship. And that's linked in the description as well. We also have a Patreon-like system that you can support this ministry. Uh, We don't use Patreon because they censor, so we built our own. So, in this video, we're going to be using an article written by Anthony. And it'll be published on Evangelical Dark Web, of course. And it's called, He Gets Us Exposed, The Money and Marketing Behind the $20 Million Super Bowl Ads. So... Um, we're trying to get this out ahead of the Super Bowl ads that he gets us is planning, but uh, nonetheless, a lot of research has gone into this. We have a nice presentation here at the top, which will probably be the thumbnail for this, uh, that shows all these players involved, uh, c- uh, companies, nonprofits, and uh, businessmen in the Christian space, all players involved, and... They got a lot of money, and it's scary that this much money exists in Christian circles and is not being used for a real Christian uh, purpose or mission. So uh, one of the main messages, and there's a lot of flaws with the He Gets Us campaign. So uh, very banal statements like Jesus left it all in the field. Or more unscriptural statements like Jesus was a refugee, or Jesus was fed up with politics too. There's another one that says Jesus didn't let disagreements put distance between you know him and his friends. Like that's not really how uh, the gospel, the four gospels, worked. Uh, so obviously, the idea that Jesus was a refugee is used to relate Jesus to illegal immigration. And the issue thereof, even though Jesus could have stayed in Egypt for as little as six weeks, uh, we know that uh, when Jesus was born versus when Herod died, very short proximity afterwards that that happened. So he couldn't have stayed in Egypt that long. Uh, but they, they, they use that for illegal immigrants who are not refugees by definition or otherwise. Um this is just a tip of the iceberg of the theological problems. They have also implied that Jesus was not perfect. They, they've they denied the uh, perfect deity of Christ, or at least they do not affirm it strongly. Uh, over the years, Super Bowl ads have become rife with Hollywood personalities and social engineering agendas. Since it remains the largest audience... For any given broadcast, it demands premium dollars from advertisers. When exposed to these advertisements, many Americans take to the internet to research what exactly He Gets Us is. They are asking questions concerning who is behind it and why they spent around $20 million on two Super Bowl ads. And those are pretty good questions that Americans have. And that has driven a lot of traffic to Evangelical Dark Web over the last month. It was... Uh, Our initial article on He Gets Us was the number one most read article on evangelical dark web for the month of January, which was a very competitive month for that field. So ultimately, He Gets Us is yet another attempt at social and agenda being imposed by its theologically apostate and even unbelieving benefactors who desire the most improvident rebrand of Jesus ever concocted. So the signatory is the first organization that we're going to talk about, other than He Gets Us, because we are kind of talking about them, obviously, but the organizations behind He Gets Us, the first one we're going to be talking about is The Signatory uh, and the dark money behind He Gets Us. The Signatory was a it was initiated, uh, He Gets Us was initiated by the Servant Foundation, which operates under the business name The Signatory. So they're a, a nonprofit or something like that. And the signatory is a do- donor-advised funds, or a DAF, which is an investment firm for charitable donations. Essentially, they oversee monies allocated for charity, growing it via investments and distributing it to the designated recipients based on the account holder's desires. So if a philanthropist donates $100 million to charity... Then the fund would manage this money while allocating portions to the charity as designated. One criticism of these funds is that wealthy elites can park money in these accounts and work around the tax system. The signatory was founded by Bill High and contends that it is a Christian organization with its own statement of faith. Now, in retirement, High built a career, rebranding him, or branding himself as a rags-to-riches success story, in, and is devoted to charity and family legacy. High also co-authored *Leadership Not by the Book: Twelve Unconventional Principles to Drive Incredible Results* by David Green, uh, the founder of Hobby Lobby. So. David Green of Hobby Lobby and Bill High of Signatory are in cahoots, and that's going to come up a little later. The two have worked on other published books together. The Signatory develops a grant, d- distributes grants to a large swath of ministries that vary in quality. From their 2020 IRS Form 990, Apologia Ministry. In Temp, Arizona, and Bethel, Redding received grants of around $500,000 during the fiscal year through March 2021. Now, those are two vastly different ministries. Uh, one's, you know, Baptist, and the other is, you know, Crystal Reading New Age cult. So, vastly different ministries, both receiving money from the signatory. A host of other churches are listed as recipients. Of contributions, among the most notable organizations receiving grants include sixteen million to the Alliance Defending Freedom, six hundred fifty-one thousand to the Museum of the Bible, founded by Steve Green. Who we'll mention a little bit more later. Ten million to Answers in Genesis, that's Ken Ham's organization. One million to Campus Crusade for Christ, more commonly known as Cru. 827000 to Focus on the Family, and $8.5 million to Life.Church. That is the church of Craig Rochelle and also the church behind the Uversion Bible app. Note, that is a false church, by the way. They are not exclusively Christian in their grants with contributions to the Boy Scouts, universities, and other secular community development programs. This foundation distributes money to thousands of programs, so the squandering of this money to He Gets Us is valuable resources that could have been devoted to actual ministries. Stephen French is the president and CEO of The Signatory. Uh, DAFs tend to be democratized as opposed to the infamous Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The clients are also ecumenically broad and are not exclusively Protestant. Nevertheless, French, as the CEO, is the salesman for He Gets Us. And the Servant Foundation has greater oversight in this project, as is, is the organization's initiative. So the signatory is this large DAF, so Donor Advised Funds, it is the manager and investment firm for charitable donations, is... Where much of this money is coming from for the He Gets Us campaign. And you got to think, that is a waste of money. And yet, uh, all these people that we've just mentioned are buying in on it. David Green, uh, and he's the primary financier. David Green is a longtime client of the Signatory and has elected to give away his company. The he gets us campaign is a direct initiative of David Green and other families. During an interview with Glenn Beck, Green explained that the campaign's message is a Jesus who loves or a Jesus who loves we hate so I think we have to let the public know and create a movement. Um David Green built Hobby Lobby and earned a reputation upholding biblical values in the face of increasing government coercion. Uh, you got to remember that Hobby Lobby went to the Supreme Court over their Christian positions. So that's just something to remember. And they have that Christian branding, just like Chick fil A does. Uh, but Chick fil A isn't even giving money to the He Gets Us campaign. Chick fil A. Uh, they basically divested pretty much from all Christian organizations that aren't like, you know, the Salvation Army. Uh, Maybe the Fellowship of Christian Athletes still gets money from Chick-fil-A corporate, but they've divested from Christian organizations, and they've done so since 2012, the year of uh, the chicken sandwich, so to speak, if you remember what happened in 2012. Uh, He and his family were blessed with a net worth of 14.9 billion with a B dollars, making the Green family the wealthiest in evangelical Christianity. His son Steve is the president of Hobby Lobby and runs the Museum of the Bible while his other son, Mart, uh, runs Mardell, a Christian bookstore. Green advocates building a business to last 150 years while having three generations work under his umbrella. 90 seconds of Super Bowl commercials is not a long-term strategy, but a short-term folly. So, this is a nice contrast between David Green, who's spent meticulous amount of effort building a company, yet is very haphazardly investing all this money, dumping all this money into Super Bowl commercials that are very vacuous in their nature. They're not good commercials. Look at the heat. You know, subscribe to us first and then go to He Gets Us and look at their videos. They're crap. They're crap. And the fact that hundreds of millions of dollars has been spent on this is just an embarrassment for the companies involved, which we're about to talk about. Jason Vanderground and Haven. Jason Vanderground is the president of Haven, a creative firm behind the He Gets Us campaign. Vanderground is the brain behind the organization and the direction of the content. To Vanderground, the problem with Christianity is one of marketing, where the real problem question surrounding Jesus is how did the world's greatest love story become known as a hate group? Now, if you're familiar with scripture, you probably know the answer to this. Uh, The world hates Jesus. That's why. To a postmodern world, Vanderground sought to employ postmodernism to craft the He Gets Us campaign through through the notion of a shared connection between people and Christ. Conversation is the goal, not conversion. By their own admission, they are not even designed to get people to go to church. That's that's the he gets us campaign. You know, you're trying to get people talking about Jesus, but you're not trying to get them in the door of churches. And You know, fun fact, if you were to ask the He Gets Us campaign to recommend a church in your area, they would have no scruples, no theological scruples about what churches they send you to. They will send you to liberal apostate churches. Haven designs the vision behind the campaign and directs the marketing. The concepts for He Gets Us come from them. They design the website and the marketing materials with the commercials being created by Lerma. L-E-R-M-A. I don't know what it stands for. Uh, Vanderground states that for 2023, it is, it is expected that the campaign will double the $100 million budget for 2023 and become one of the top 100 advertised brands. Haven founded. Uh, Haven was founded by Bill McKendry and is based out of Grand Haven, Michigan. McKendry being the chief creative officer Is involved in the campaign and messaging of He Gets Us In the past, McKendry has worked on campaigns For Focus on the Family, Alliance Defending Freedom And American Bible Society Anthony makes a comparison that if this were Mad Men The popular AMC TV show Vanderground would function as the Roger Sterling To McKendry's Don Draper Lerma is our next section. We're going to focus on Lerma, which we just made reference to. Uh, While Haven is a firm behind He Gets Us, Lerma is the ad agency behind the Vapid commercials. Based out of Dallas, Lerma is known for its campaigns for He Gets Us, Avocados from Mexico, and Salvation Army. They also created a commercial for The Chosen, Politically, they are a left wing, which is unsurprising given their industry, supporting anti-gun initiatives, homosexual pride, and general celebrations of diversity. Much of the criticisms that have been lodged against the Southern Baptist Convention using Guidepost Solutions, a pagan firm, to investigate a Christian organization can be equally applied to He Gets Us, relying on a pagan ad agency to market Jesus why not use Christian creatives but that is the point so uh, a couple other people that we're going to focus on the creative team behind the commercials includes David Mooring and Ryan Beals the trite Jesus is a refugee messaging was written by them along with the 2023 Super Bowl spots these commercials are their ideas The commercials are then filmed by DeTore Mayo. David Mooring went to BYU, indicating that he is probably Mormon. Ryan Beals is a liberal who hates Trump and is pro-abortion. The creative teams behind a marketing campaign are not Bible-believing Christians. David Green went from fighting the Obama administration on its abortifacients requirement to paying pro-abortion creatives to market Jesus. Naturally, they would create a version of Jesus palatable to their proclivities. And this is a screenshot of Ryan Beal's LinkedIn account. And it's linked above, um... Where he is supporting abortion on LinkedIn, which is not exactly, or is this Facebook? I can't quite tell. I believe this is LinkedIn, and it's uh, linked to LinkedIn. Which is pretty weird. Not exactly the place for that. Also on the team is John Lee, who wrote a piece for Outcomes Magazine to promote the campaign, and he writes... The research is very clear. Non-Christians are attracted to the story of Jesus and the ideas he taught, but they don't perceive Christians as representing his values and thus don't see the story of Jesus as particularly relevant to or valuable for their lives. Instead of seeing Jesus as a real person who loved all unconditionally and who demonstrated unending grace and forgiveness, they see him as a fairy tale ...of unattainable perfection. Instead of seeing Christians representing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control... ...those are the fruits of the Spirit, by the way... uh, ...they experience Christians as judgmental, oppressive, hypocritical, power-hungry, political ideologues with a superiority complex. Lee's words are reminiscent of Vanderground believing that Christians are the problem with Christianity... Lee suggests that they need to relate to Jesus in order to find value in in him. They, meaning the masses. Christ was a fully man and God. The value is that he became man to bear the sins of the world and offer hope for eternal life and restoration. People do not want to admit that they are wretched sinners before an almighty God. $100 million is not going to overcome the ultimate objection to Jesus, especially if the campaign does not ever address the total depravity of man. In John 15, verses 18 and 19, Jesus warns his disciples, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world... But I chose you out of the world, because of this the world hates you. Certainly the world is going to view Christians as judgmental and oppressive. They do not believe they are sinners, so any confrontation of sin is perceived as unloving and hateful. The last descriptor, power-hungry political ideologues with a superiority complex, could basically be a descriptor for conservative Christian evangelicals like David Green, who want to control women's bodies, that's a quote, you know, we're paraphrasing the other side of the view here, because abortion is a right in the world's eyes. Uh, I believe Lee continues, we start by reminding people that whether you believe that Jesus was God or a prophet or just a man, his story demonstrates we are capable of this miracle of unconditional love and that the pursuit of Jesus is a lifelong journey to perfecting that love. We believe that if we strive to love others unconditionally, we invite people to explore the story of Jesus on their own terms, the Holy Spirit will open the door to transformation in their lives. And while we hope he gets us will play a role in helping give voice to this movement of God, we know that the real work will happen in everyday interactions. This movement will come to life in the peaceful interactions and confounding kindness of love, Christ's love ambassadors, ambassador you and me. And that was just, that was cringe. Uh, You know, it doesn't matter. They're basically saying it doesn't really matter whether you believe Jesus was God, a prophet, or just a man. And his story demonstrates that we are capable of this miracle of unconditional love. That's not what his story is supposed to demonstrate. This is crap. This is some new age crap here. Uh, This is not how the gospel is presented in scripture, not by Peter... And Stephen before the Jewish audiences in Jerusalem, who were very cognizant of Jesus, nor Paul before an unfamiliar Greek audience in Athens. This ment- their mentality is to brand Jesus positively for everyday interactions. Yet a Christian response to this campaign should just be discussed, having a a believer and a non-believer in ironic agreement over the vacuous advertisements. They just saw the this campaign is burning hundreds of millions at, of dollars at an ineffective promotion, which necessitates that the genuine gospel presentations dispel the very misconceptions this campaign creates. So basically, when you learn the gospel, when you hear the gospel, it's not going to match up with this campaign. And that's a fundamental issue with this campaign. Lerma is a pagan organization attempting to market Jesus to a pagan audience. They are not forsaking the gospel, for they never had it, yet are misappropriating the money of supposed Christian outlets. And next, we're going to talk about Ed Stetzer. Ed Stetzer is a church growth guru, if you're unfamiliar with who Ed Stetzer is. Uh, He runs uh, Outreach Magazine, Church Leaders... Total Theological Liberal, which we're about to dive deeper into in a moment. Those curious enough to indulge the He Gets His Campaign visit a website operated by Glue, which is the embodiment of algorithm Christianity. And a long time ago, I did a video on Glue and how it's advertised, a year ago actually, early 2022, and I basically describe it as, if Rick Warren were a tech company, it would be Glue. So that's, it's basically like an advert, somewhat of a website advertisement firm for uh, churches. That's who it's geared toward. And it's connected to the uh, Barna Research Group. It's one of the very problematic partnerships with Barna Research Group, which I've also talked about uh, extensively on this channel as well. Theologically, he gets us is under the influence of Ed Stetzer, who is an open liberal who serves as the executive director of the Wheaton College Billy Graham Center. Rather than its own faith statement, he gets us holds to the Luzan Covenant, whose regional director for North America is guess who? Ed Stetzer. The Covenant is a globalist, theologically ambiguous doctrine That provides coverage for those who would subvert the gospel and church through errant ideologies because it is reliant on modern connotations to its language rather than precise biblical definitions. And one of the things in the Luzan Covenant is that uh, it basically has language for ESG, uh, Environmental Social Governance in its faith statement. Like, all this stuff that, you know, is World Economic Forum now, it was written into the Luzan Covenant in the 70s is when it was created. So, very shady. Very shady. Uh, moreover, the Luzan Covenant has transformed everything into a gospel co- issue. So, if you're ever frustrated with everything being a gospel issue that's not actually a gospel issue, including AIDS and global warming. This is reflected in the emphasis on the ambiguous meaning of ju- injustice in their doctrine, in the doctrine of the Luusanne Covenant. Other partners of He gets Us include Christianity Today, who publishes paid content for the campaign, and the National Association of Evangelicals, which managed which is managed by Walter Kim, a liberal PCA guy. With Ed Stetzer, the NAE lobbied in favor of the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, which is more accurately titled the Disrespect for Marriage Act, while Christianity Today endorsed it. In one of their promotional pieces, Christianity Today likened, he gets us to Howard Thurman's vision of Jesus as an underdog who is marginalized. In addition to being a theological influence behind Martin Luther King Jr., Thurman uh, Thurman functioned as a proto-liberation proto-liber, uh, theologian who applied critical a critical lens to the Bible, where Jesus is reduced to an oppressed Jew against the Roman colonizers. So, if you know anything about Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, and his theology, you know it's not orthodox; it's quite heretical, uh, and you know, just so blatantly so. Ah, uh, Thurman is described as a mystic who co-founded a universalist church in San Francisco. So that's how you think of Thurman. Uh, he gets us is a part has a partner podcast hosted by Ed Stetzer that has featured Side A Heretic Andy Stanley, Jason Vanderground, Kevin Paulo, Palau. Palau and Nona Jones, who is a faith advisor to Facebook, Stetzer is the, the is, is the theological framework behind he get the he gets us campaign, which is why the messaging is reduced to frivolous frivolous attempts to relate Jesus incorrectly to modern culture, while shoehorning liberalism as Christianity. They attempt to pass Jesus off as apolitical, rather than rebranding him as a proponent. For, uh, Sorry, not rather than. Rebranding him as a proponent for open borders while utilizing images of BLM protests slash riots. And now we're getting to the U-version Bible plan portion of this uh, expose. Youver, the U-version Bible app operated by Life.Church is the recommended pathway for He Gets Us. They measure their success in conversions of website traffic to the Bible reading plans offered by on the app. The recommended plan is one created by He Gets Us. Day 1 of 7 employs John 14:27 as the proof proof text. Because it's U version when a users read scripture it only shows the exact verse ironically in the uncon temporary King James Version as the default, the devotional proceeds to elaborate the following. In his day, Jesus' enemies accused him of enjoying himself and of enjoying himself too much at parties and hanging out with the wrong people. They feared him because he challenged the norm. Look closely and you'll see Jesus was fearless, never backing down from doing what is right vulnerable allowing us to get close enough to know him compassionate entering into our pain yeah that that's all right none of this should be ascertain none of this would be ascertained from this verse about the peace that comes from the Holy Spirit instead they are spouting propaganda and using a verse about peace to roll into a talking point while making it seem... Like Jesus went to raging parties and hung out with degenerates, ignoring the fact that the sinners and tax collectors were transformed, not placated in their condition. The way Jesus called out the toxic, and this is the uh, devotional, uh, the way Jesus called out the toxic religious and political systems turned history upside down. He's He's a radical in any decade, which makes him a worthwhile model to live by today. But how? Let's explore his life together. He came to show, not just tell. Match his words and his actions, and you might be surprised what you'll find. The toxic religious system that Christ called out included the antinomian religious elites who taught a law they did not uphold. Then there were the extortionists, temple, uh, the extortionist temple of the first century. In other words, he rebuked the corrupt religious establishment, the ancient equivalent of the people funding he gets us. He gets us uh, would contend that the Bible reading, uh, that people reading a single verse with their eisegesis is the individual reading the bible it would be better if this were a bait and switch and they delivered hard truths contrary to their inane portrayals of jesus but instead they treat their readers like fools and expect them to be receptive to this infantile approach there's a there's much that can be critiqued about you versions devotionals, but they are no substitute for cracking open a study Bible like John MacArthur's or reading and reading it for yourself. Conclusion. Here we go. We're finally at the end, and we have this nice little uh, presentation here. In attempting to rebrand Jesus as rebellious, radical, and anti-establishment the He Gets Us campaign, initiated by the Servant Foundation, is going to squander what they forecast to be a billion dollars by 2025 on a puerile advertising campaign that misapplies scripture and slanders Christ. Moreover, it is reliant on the pro-abortion creatives, Mormons, and apostates uh, to create a presentation that will fail to lead people to Christ. God's word does not come back void, but one must utilize scripture for this to be true. The firm behind this travesty, The firms behind this travesty are attempting to counter the words of Christ who declared that the world would hate him, no matter how relevant the messaging. Even worse, this is hundreds of millions and eventually a billion dollars that could have been deployed towards viable projects and ministries or left in the bank to accrue interest for when the master returns. That is how we end it here on Evangelical Dark Web. If you like this kind of content, subscribe to the Evangelical Dark Web if you are new. Otherwise, uh, do also share this content to expose and get this word out to your friends about who's behind uh, this nefarious campaign promoting a false gospel. Uh, It's a shame that we have all this money getting wasted on this. Not enough money working for the kingdom. It's a shame. Uh, So, anyway... My name is Reyes, the Evangelical Dark Web. If you like this kind of content, subscribe to the channel if you are new. Otherwise, have a blessed day, and we will catch you on the next one.